Welcome to Startup in Estonia, a podcast where we discuss launching new businesses and the ecosystem needed to nurture great ideas. We talk to the founders of both new and established startups and the benefits they gain setting their businesses up in Estonia through the Startup Visa program. Help your fellow founders to learn more about setting businesses up in Estonia by sharing this podcast. Without further ado, it's time to dive into today's episodes. Here's your host, Joao Ray. Hi, welcome everyone to the second episode of Startup in Estonia podcast. Today with me we have Maris and Rivo. Um, before we get to the episode, let's get to know each other a little bit better. Maris, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello everyone, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm currently actually the newest team member of Estonian startup uh, named Rebel Rome. But uh, before that, uh, for over four years, I was uh, managing operations, uh, investments, and also helping out with the program for Startup Wise Guys Accelerator. So hence my background in, in these kind of issues that include also startup visa problems. Right. Enrivo? Hi, guys. So I've been with Startup Estonia since 2014, and my current role uh, states that I'm a startup sector strategist, so I'm working on kind of like a longer outlook uh, what we should do on the, maybe from a policy level to develop the ecosystem here. And so the startup visa scheme was something that I had launched a few years ago. Right. So let's think of the, the startup visa um, and talk a little bit about the historical background of, of how we got here, how we got to the point where, you know, now anyone who wants to come and start their company in Estonia, they can apply for this. Uh, where where did this come from? What was the need that made this into, into a reality? I think it's like a very good example of how the kind of like the startup community and the government uh, came together to provide the solution and uh, to a problem which actually was twofold. So first, uh, uh, when you look at the numbers of uh, how the current startup uh, hmm, sector is growing, then we see that uh, roughly 20 to 30% uh, new uh, uh, people are employed by uh, startups every year. And of course, also the number of startups is growing. So uh, the uh, Estonian local talent pool definitely isn't enough to bridge the like the growth needs of those companies. So you have to we had to like find a better solution that was there for those uh, high growth companies to be able to employ people wherever they are in the world. So for everyone listening outside of Estonia, then just for context, Estonia is a country of 1.3 million people, uh, two or three technical universities, uh, a lot of startup activity. And it gets harder and harder to find that talent pool that startups exactly, usually require. Exactly. So uh, currently we have 550-ish startups that we keep track of as well. And we know that they employ some 4,500 people altogether. And in Estonia, we have roughly 70% of them. Right. And so the numbers of, of uh, uh, the people on Estonian startups payrolls is, is, is growing uh, year by year. And uh, yeah, so so definitely uh, openness uh, has to be there from the migration uh, kind of a law point of view. If you come from uh, inside the European Union, as Estonia is inside the EU, it's, it's very easy. But uh, the talent with this uh, uh, 
the skills that the startup uh, needs has, can come from everywhere. You know, it can be wherever it is. And so I think the startup visa scheme now is, is kind of like taking at least the, the, the migration like barrier off the table for, uh, for those uh, companies looking for uh, people to employ. So when did, when did this problem became sort of obvious? What was the time frame when, uh, when you started to see, okay, we need to do something and, uh, and maybe a startup visa is a good idea? If I remember it correctly, I think it was around 2015 when we first started discussing it, or like not exactly complaining from my point of view, but raising the, the issue that, that there is a problem. So at that uh, time you were working for the Startup Wise Guys exactly. Accelerator? Yeah, yeah. And so you, you, my, guys, my problem you guys was... do the usual sort of, you know, you take a batch. During that batch, they, they stay here for a few months. What was it, yeah. six months? Uh, no, it's three months. Like our challenge was that uh, bringing people into the accelerator program outside of EU required them to have a visa. Right. The typical visa that they applied for and that was the easiest and quickest to get was uh, just a C type of visa, which is just a visitor or a tourist visa. It doesn't allow to pay out any salaries to those people, although they establish companies in Estonia, many of them. Uh, but it had a limitation of, of being within the EU or Schengen area right. 90 days. So, but the typical accelerator program runs three months plus a couple of maybe extra weeks uh, for the pre-selection event that they had to come already here. And also a couple of weeks after the program is, is closed or just to travel around and do the demo days. Right, which is because almost kind of funny that, you know, you, you get them to come in. They come on a tourist visa, they stay here for three months. Yeah. And then after they've done all this hard work, where they could potentially start something here, it's like, okay, thank you very much, pack your bags, now go back. Well, yeah, exactly. That was the situation that uh, some of them were always kind of like forced to leave the program and Estonia before the program officially ended, before the demo day, so before the, the graduation Exactly. Event. So the potential then, you know, the creation of value became an issue because then, you know, if they have to go back, then, you know, they're thinking, where should I start my, my company? Well, exactly. And it was uh, really a hassle to, to get them the extension of that uh, C-type or 90-day visa, which was possible, but you had to go to another Estonian embassy in another country, which meant uh, having outside a trip of, to... Outside yeah. of Schengen? Well, basically, uh, having a trip to either to, to Helsinki or Riga, which okay, were the so closest places where Estonian embassies are, because it's th that's the, the, the quickest process to, to apply the, for the extension. And I, I remember that was the time when Startup Estonia started doing these community gatherings and we were discussing different problems that, you know, that the community members are facing. And at the time, uh, we, had, uh, we had another accelerator program running from Estonia, build it, and they were facing exactly the same challenge. Mm -hmm. So if I remember it correctly, that's when we started pointing it out from our point of view that, that why we need some solution around this uh, visa issue. So this was the year 2015? Um, you started, you know, raising those issues. Uh, Startup Estonia then started listening and, and taking this further. And then how, how did the process evolve? You drafted the first version of what the startup visa could look like? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I kind of like looked around. So what sort of solutions were out there already? And so when we, uh, when I in meet, I think it's summer 2015, I started drafting it together with, with the uh, accelerators here and then co community like pitched in as well to uh, kind of like uh, suggest uh, what, what would be like the perfect kind of a solution there. And so uh, when I looked around and I saw that uh, some 12 countries already had something similar, 
And so uh, a couple of them uh, were the ones who I actually like uh, had quite good discussions with and then could uh, use as benchmarking. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, tr- we drafted it, it uh, yeah, by, by September, October. And then uh, we took it to the prime minister in uh, January 2016. Uh, then the prime minister actually very much was in favor, kind of like gave a political push to... Uh, uh, accelerate uh, the process to roll out this startup visa program and so by May uh, 2016 we had already together with the Minister of Interior uh, worked out like uh, draft changes in the, in the Aliens Act and uh, yeah so which, uh, which is quite incredible when you think of you know a piece of legislation getting through uh, yeah. you know the parliament and, and getting exactly. approved so so quickly I think that there's, yeah. these are two aspects that I think Estonia has, uh, you know, clearly one is the fact that the community got together to solve a problem that they had and they participated in, in drafting it. And the other is sort of the agility with which you can get uh, legislation passed when you think of programs like, you know, the e-residency, the startup visa. So there's, there's clearly an effort here from the government side as well, regardless, regardless of who they are, because, you know, the government has changed Definitely. and we've seen so that we, the support we, is still there. We even I think we would have had it uh, earlier on than January is 2017, but the Estonians take their holiday season very seriously, <laughs> and so the whole parliament was on holidays from like June to August. <laughs> well, you can't really blame them, you know. If you uh, check the weather reports, right. then uh, right. that's that's when you want to be on holidays. Yeah. So yeah. and 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 uh, so the startup visa needed to have free readings in the parliament. So we could do the first before the holiday seasons, then the holidays. And when they came back, then already, yeah, then soon we had change in the government, but even the new coalition actually supported it and everything went well. So when you were drafting this and you were getting feedback from the community, um, what were your thoughts in terms of, you know, whether whether you're going to test this with uh, with users, with potential people coming in? Uh, you know, thinking thinking a little bit like a startup. Did you did you think of doing some some you know market research, user testing, kind of iterating on uh, on how it would be? Mm-hmm. So we've had like a small changes done to the process how it like works, but but still like very small changes. So I think we we kind of like the first year. Uh, 2017 was the pilot year when we right. wanted to see if if uh, if the if if the solution is what it uh, is expect was expected to be and if it is as smooth for the apply, uh, people applying as as we wanted to be, and uh, so it has turned out to be like pretty pretty okay. And uh, so uh, this year we are now uh, focusing more on actually promoting it actively. Right. So the kind of the last year we had quite a lot of attention that came organically mm-hmm. and now we're doing road shows and then uh, using uh, social media to reach out to some target groups and maris you were in that first year also active in the, the committee that uh, that makes the decision on on which uh, startups get approved can you yeah. recall how it was like what was the process of those first meetings Maybe the first uh, comment would be to your question, like, was it a startup-like uh, approach, like, yeah, you know, mentality? Yeah. I would say very much so. If you Even if you would look at the platform where the application was submitted, it was very, uh, in a, uh, is it like a beta phase or like really early stage uh, right. phase for the platform itself as well, that user experience or the whole design, it, it wasn't nice or like yeah, smooth yeah, platform. Yeah. 
Um, but to, to give credit to Estonian government, definitely the, the fact that they compiled the whole committee of the real experts and not the, the, there's not a single um, government uh, uh, member there trying to make a decision on a topic that they, they don't know much about. That's uh, a very good sign of, of trust um, and delegation to the community members who, who should be the experts on, on the field of, of defining uh, looking purely about the application and the information that is presented there, that if this is a valid, like viable idea, do we believe in it? Who are the founders behind it? And you know, what would be the decision uh, process of? So clearly, of, not not a political decision, more like an actual sort of business oh, business, almost as if they were, you know, applying for funding and seeing if. Oh, this exactly. Is a that was the approach. I mean, that the, the, there were not the clear guidelines on on. How, how exactly the evaluation should look like. So I guess all the, the members of the committee, they had their own angle that they took. Uh, from my side, I can say that it was purely taking the, the principle of, do I believe in it? Would I invest in it? And and uh, even if the idea... Which, which is funny because you, know, you start to think that, you know, would the committee, if you think of the committee as someone who's representing the country, it's almost as if Estonia is saying... Do we as a country invest in this idea? Do we as a country invest in this team that we want them to to come here? Which is very very interesting uh, approach to you know to to the to the decision making. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like at least some of <laughs> I would say the committee members that we, we took uh, our responsibility seriously. I mean, we were granting them access to 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 our country, to European Union. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, we didn't want to see people moving in here who actually had no intention to start the business or whose business was so clearly um, not viable uh, that their own reason to apply for the visa would have been just to move to, to some other countries in New and and just use this uh, opportunity to get the visa access. Without wanting to get too much off topic, uh, I think at the time when this was happening, you know, the... the the e-residency was also kind of bubbling and there was also some some some, some sort of activity there. Um, did you see any parallels in terms of the demographics that you were targeting with the e-residency versus the startup visa? Obviously, two very different programs. One is to get people to come here and start companies here. The other is to get people to start companies without necessarily needing, needing to be here. So uh, uh, were there some parallels in terms of the demographics? Uh, so we have a lot of like cross-selling points with the residency, exactly as you said. So uh, in their case, uh, still uh, like uh, entrepreneurs who uh, fit into startup criteria and, and uh, are actually also physically interested in coming here so we can offer like a startup visa solutions for them. And in some cases we see like Estonia can't help out uh, like a certain uh, startup for example, if you have an Indian startup who's only um, uh, focused on a local market, then uh, maybe being physically in Estonia doesn't help um, further much. So in that case, we can uh, recommend the residence for them. But uh, yeah, so uh, we, we attend like quite a few uh, events together. We hosted seminars together with the residency team, and uh, and we also see e-residency as 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 a piece in the kind of like the process where you come and and, and um, uh, apply for the startup visa. Mm-hmm. Do you recall any of those early meetings, uh, you know, going through some of the startups, any, any hard decisions, any, any interesting stories from, from those early, early days when you, when you weren't so sure yet how the whole thing was going to work out? I mean, sure. I mean, even the committee wasn't, committee's opinions was not aligned uh, for all the applicants. It was like pretty much... Um, 
like a 50-50 situation where the last committee member was like asked that, you know, that please give the vote because your vote will be the one defining. Is it yes or no? But um, I was thinking maybe something that we should have clarified before the whole start of visa uh, and the visa committee was not about deciding who should get the visa. It was more about uh, defining is it a startup or not. Okay. So it's giving a startup status. So All meaning right. if if uh, if uh, like uh, this uh, company uh, could uh, could qualify for kind of like this special uh, treatment that we have for startups in in the law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and that's that's like the, that has been the yeah, the aim and and, and the function of the, of the committee. And yeah. uh, and so the kind of like the background check is is done uh, later on for each applicant by the police. And and the startup visa, as it is now, is applicable both to people who want to start their own companies, but also early employees of, uh, of startups that already exist. Exactly. Was that the idea from day one, or was that just something that came as a need? That's, that's here since the day one, yeah. And uh, so... Oh, yeah. So just, you know, to clarify, what's the difference between that and a normal work visa so if, if you uh, first if you take uh, from the founder perspective then uh, for a kind of like a traditional entrepreneur uh, uh, you, there's there's a temporary residency permit for business that uh, is, is there for them and the criteria that doesn't work out well for startups especially in the early days is that they have to uh, prove uh, an investment of 65,000 euros in the Estonian company. Which uh, so if you're very early stage, it's hard to hard to ask for. Exactly. And so for startups, you could actually like take this out uh, of the table. And uh, also the other fact that in, in European uh, Union countries, you have those immigration quotas. And so uh, the, the kind of like the Estonian immigration quota has... has run full uh, every year uh, before we hit like half half the, uh, of the year and uh, fortunately so we could take the startup uh, residency permits and visas of this quota as well okay so if you apply through the startup visa you're exempt from this quota exactly you're exempt i think that there are other aspects as well like the whole uh hiring process is very bureaucratic and requires you to prove that the person that you want to hire who is outside from EU is, is a really specialist, a highly skilled specialist that can't be fi- found from your own country or from within EU and then there's the salary uh, coefficient requirement that you need to, you, you have to be paying quite a high salary, which is not the case in startups where um, uh, work is, uh, lower salaries are compensated often with uh, stock option pools for the employees and etc. Uh, but definitely, even, even the company that I'm working at the moment uh, has hired two persons um, uh, with the startup status, with the startup visa, and brought them into to Estonia. And and what's what's sort of the ratio that you see now? Are most applicants for the startup visa joining existing Estonian startups, or, or you know, foreign founder, but you know, based here, or is the majority uh, people who want to move here to start their own company? So uh, since the launch of the program, so it's, it's been now a year and what is it, five months, uh, we've had uh, uh, 282 people coming to work here with this uh, scheme and uh, another 155 as founders. Okay, that's, that's a very good ratio. That, that means, you know, actual people who want to come uh, to, to start also businesses here. Mm-hmm. 
Any, any success stories, any early startups that you remember being there in the first meetings and are still, still running strong, have gone through rounds of funding? <laughs> so uh, we do have like actually guys here from like very many countries. All together, we've got application from 50 plus countries now. And more than 500 teams have applied. So, and behind those teams, we have some 2,000 uh, plus people. And uh, so, the most interest has come from India, Turkey, Ukraine, Russia. And uh, so, from these countries, we actually have like very like early founders uh, here as well. So, maybe to uh, uh, name someone, then uh, uh, actually, I, I could. Just recall Kvun uh, from Kipwise, who's actually like working on a Slack integration. And he's been in Estonia, I think, a year and a half now. So he actually came here to work for a startup and then uh, applied for a startup visa and is now building his own startup here. Amazing. That's a, that's a, that's a very good story. Yeah. Then uh, from Turkey, for example, we have two labs. They're like building... Um, a designer tool for uh, web designers, uh, which uh, but it doesn't uh, demand you to have like any uh, uh, coding skills, and and so they've been here uh, for uh, since since last summer I think, like three people here, but Very we cool. also have like some like bigger teams as well, like uh, Seguro for example, it's a mixed team of Spanish and and uh, US. So they have 12 people here and uh, they just actually launched their product and money 2020 conference. Hmm, very it's like a, a, a cyber sec product for everyone to see like how your mobile is interacting and what sort of data is it sending out and what are your apps doing with your actual personal data. for listening to the Startup in Estonia podcast. We're going to get back to the show shortly, but before that, here's a quick message. The Estonian startup visa is meant for non-EU startup founders who wish to be part of one of the smallest but liveliest startup communities in Europe as a founder. Under the startup visa program, a startup is defined as a business with the goal to develop and launch an innovative and repeatable business model with great global growth potential, which also contributes significantly to the development of the business environment in Estonia. The program allows you to take advantage of one of the world's best business environments and a buzzing startup scene. To learn more about the program, please visit www.startupestonia.ee visa. And now let's get back to the show. Let's talk a little bit about the future. So this program started a year, a year and a half ago. We already had some applications. You're clearly now focusing on expanding the program, getting the message out there, going to the target markets that you've mentioned. So Eastern Europe, perhaps some activity in India, maybe Asia. Uh, just thinking of sort of the geopolitical scene right now and other countries coming out with their own startup visa programs to get, you know, to attract the talent uh, active in, in the startup community. The U.S. is maybe perhaps moving in the opposite direction. They had the startup visa 
uh, being discussed for a while. It never really went through. The current administration doesn't seem to be as receptive to foreign founders as previous administrations. So uh, also also with the discussion of you know perhaps Silicon Valley overheating a little bit, you know uh, the whole the whole discussion with that. Europe potentially has a lot to gain, but the competition is fierce. So what is it that you know in a way Estonia can bring to the table that makes sense for you know someone from outside of the EU to consider moving to Estonia to start their company? What are the what are the selling arguments of the country? So um, we see Estonia as a kind of like a gateway to Europe. So uh, come here, test your product, get like an early product market fit and then scale uh, where your client is. And we see actually like some similar thing happening uh, with our own startups. So uh, they create here at that one point, they take some of their activities uh, to their client and but they still like leave a huge portion of their activities here. I, so I think, like I think this is a market. very this is a very underrated argument simply because you know when you say come to Estonia as a gateway to Europe, I think any country in Europe wants to say that. You know, I'm, I'm from Portugal. Uh, for sure, Portugal wants to be the gateway, especially when you when you think of Latin America uh, or Africa. Um, but I think the, the one point that you mentioned, which I think is very important, is that you can test it here and then expand because of the size. The market here internally is way too small to make any startup flourish. And if you think of um, starting a company, for example, in Poland, which is also kind of you know up-and-coming market, then Poland has a big enough market that you can comfortably live with your company doing business in Poland. And when it's time to scale out of Poland... It's not part of your DNA. Mm -hmm. Whereas Estonia, from day one, you're forced to think outside of your borders. So for the foreign founders coming here, forget the Estonian market, right? It's too small. So you can do the early tests here, but you're very forced to to go outside of Estonia. So that as a jumping pool works very yeah. well for Estonia. You're taken out of your comfort zone at day one when exactly. you come here. Exactly. Yeah. I think in Estonia, like uh, coming... Thinking from the founder's perspective, when they choose the location for their company, either it's the HQ or like where to do the business, not only for startups, but for more traditional ones as well. And not only from outside EU looking towards EU, but within EU as well, it comes down to the ease of doing business. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the aspect where Estonia beats most of the countries in EU, including Poland. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, it's about how easy it is to set up the company, manage the company and run your operations from uh, Estonia being here or doing it remotely. And here Ac comes in the... interaction with government organizations. Exactly mm. everything, the bureaucracy that you have around it. And that comes down to e-residency program that, that definitely uh, helps to promote Estonia as the, the location where it's easy to manage your uh, company. And that goes hand in hand with the startup visa initiative as well, that it's easy to hire people. It's easy for you to be employed by the company if you're outside of EU and, and get the, the working permit uh, as well. So it's like a non-bureaucratic setting for a company uh, where the government is like doing its services like seeming, seeming, seamlessly in the background and so that you can focus on building your company. You don't and have what, to worry about everything else. Exactly. You, just, you focus so, on the product and the rest kind of, you know, you don't have to worry about that friction. And a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of like uh, services are automated here. So like uh, 
Uh, if you need to file your personal annual tax uh, taxes, then it takes you like a few minutes because m- when you log into the business portal, then uh, most of it is pre-filled for you. You just have to check it and then add if, if you think that something needs to be there. Other aspect to like take into consideration is like the fact that we are so small and that's like great because uh, we have a vibrant and fully functional startup ecosystem on the smaller scale here. So uh, more than 70 startup organizations, 140 business angels, uh, new uh, venture funds being created, which like pulls another 500 million euros to the market uh, for the upcoming years. And you never actually uh, spend more than 50 minutes to commute between those uh, parties. Yeah, I think I think that's also another aspect. The fact, the size, the fact that it's small and compact makes uh, makes business very very uh, effective. Exactly. So when you, when you actually need to meet people face to face, it's easy to to get to those meetings without having to waste a lot of time. The quality of life also, in, in the sense that you don't waste a lot of time commuting back and forth. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think it's the living environment in Estonia. It's generally, it's, it's a very good level if you put the, the climate conditions aside and and you think that you are able to survive uh, the Nordic uh, long you know, winters, I, then everything is I fine. Think, I think even the climate conditions <laughs> might work in your uh, in your favor because uh, uh, if you think of people who want to come here and focus on getting something done. You know, you have the the right setting for that. You know, it it doesn't feel like oh, maybe I should go to the beach. You know? Yeah, <laughs> nothing can beat the long winters we have. Yes, yeah. that's the most yeah. <laughs> Okay, but uh, thank you guys very much for uh, being here, giving us a little bit of background about the startup visa program that Estonia is running. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for thank inviting you. us. All right, and I'll see you guys in the next episode of the Startup in Estonia podcast.